Do you tell yourself that you want something? You're very clear in your mind that there's something that you're working towards. And yet you find that you're not taking the action to move forward in that direction, or you're quite simply self-sabotaging yourself. It can be so frustrating when you know that you're not doing everything that you can to create what it is that you want. And so why do we do this? In today's episode, I'm going to unpack why we do this, and more importantly, the three ways that high achievers specifically unintentionally sabotage themselves in life and work. Welcome to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Barnes. Together, we'll be exploring how you can get unstuck and pursue a career and life that's meaningful and impactful, both to you and to others, and that doesn't require you to hustle and grind 24-7. I'm passionate about you getting clarity on your unique career path and to make empowered decisions on where to and what's next from a place of alignment to who you really are, beyond your corporate persona, title, or societal expectations of what you should do. Join me as we talk all about how to get unstuck in your life and business with your unique intuitive intelligence. Hit subscribe now to never miss an episode. To download the five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, head to SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash five ways. A very warm welcome to today's episode. I am back from holiday and took a really good long break away from work. And I'm really excited to be back. And I've been reflecting a lot about how I personally wanna show up differently and better in my life and work, which is really inspired today's episode. So I've been thinking about how have I been operating in less than ideal ways? And as things always do turn out, this is something that I see with my clients as well. And specifically, the one thing that I see happening time and time again that I would say is the key crux of the challenge that lies in figuring out your path, what work you want to do, how to show up in a life that feels really good to you is this tussle between knowing what it is that you want and finding that perhaps you're not taking that action to move forward to create what it is that you want. And so today's episode is all about the three ways that high achievers in particular unintentionally sabotage themselves in life and work. And why is it that we know what we need to do in order to get the things that we want and we just don't show up to do them? So I thought I would unpack this a little bit and really build on some previous episodes where I've spoken about why we get stuck, why we don't move forward. And my intention is that this really serves you. So as I'm talking about the topic of sabotage today, this can apply to your life. You know, it might be a relationship, your health goals, or it might apply to your work where you know that you're not really doing the work you're meant to or really using all of your gifts and talents or you're not being recognized for all that you have available to you in terms of the gifts that you're here to share, but also the impact that you want to make and also the amount that you want to receive, whether that be money or clients or prestige, et cetera, et cetera. 
So as I'm talking, I invite you to lens these topics, which are quite broad to be frank, and see how they apply to you. Because I really want you to lens this through your own experience. And so this might be one that you might want to grab a notebook or a pen and just to jot down some notes, because this is the crux of what keeps us stuck. And it's these things that aren't often spoken about. We always focus on strategy, right? Should we start that business or go for that promotion? Or what's the strategy that we need to implement to get more clients or to network more effectively in an organization? That strategy piece is one piece of the puzzle, but we need to know how to work with our mindset so that we follow through on the strategy and execute. But equally, we got to tune in with our own intuitive clarity as well to make sure that the strategies that we're implementing are right in the first place. So what I'm speaking about today, I guess you could put more into that mindset bucket in terms of actually having the beliefs and the oomph to have the behavior that's going to drive you to take action towards what you want. So we're going to cover a few things today, which is why do we sabotage? We're going to cover in what ways do high achievers specifically do this? And in my practice, I've seen this really play out in three ways. And you might find that one applies to you or all three apply to you. And I'll share a few anecdotes of how that's shown up for me personally. And I'll give you some prompts as well to identify how to know what's playing out for you. Because first step is actually to identify what's going on so that you can actually realize that, okay, this is what I need to focus on to create the change that's going to get me the result I want. So we're going to end on, well, what do you do about it? Okay, so let's dive into number one. Why do we self-sabotage? This really comes back to our mind, right? Our mind's job is to keep us safe. It's not to keep us happy. It's not to make sure that we feel really good. It's actually just to keep us safe. And what happens when you find that you're not doing the things that you need to do to get towards what you want is there's a disconnect. So your heart, your soul, your intuition might be pushing you towards something. And most likely this is going to be beyond your comfort zone. It's going to be something new and different that you perhaps have not done before. And because your mind's number one job is to keep you safe, it's going to do what it can to prevent you from stepping outside of your comfort zone because it's almost like you've got all the alarm bells going in your head and your head saying, nope, do not pass go, let's not do this, it's not safe for this person, for myself. So even though we know what we want, we're not going to take action to move forward because our mind is going to try and do all these subtle and covert strategies to keep us in the same place and to keep us safe, which is why it's really important to get your intuition and your mindset on board so that they're working together. And then from there, you can adopt the right strategy and execute on that strategy accordingly. And those are the four pillars and the foundations of the work that I do. So if you self-sabotage, I want you to know that you are not alone. Recently, as I said, I come back from holiday, I've been identifying, okay, new school year, what do I want to achieve? What is it that I want? And I've also been looking at how I've been self-sabotaging myself. So I'll share that in a moment because I think sometimes it can be helpful to see examples. So before we dive in, I just want you to know that this episode builds upon episode 15, which talks about the three saboteurs that keep you stuck, unfulfilled and burned out in life and work. And those are really around some of the mindset beliefs. And once you have those beliefs, what's the action that shows up accordingly? So if you want to listen to that episode, I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. And that will be over at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 35. That's the number three, five. Okay, so we know why we self-sabotage now. What are the three main ways that high achievers do this in particular? I'm going to give you the three and then I'm going to break them down. 
The first way is perfectionism. The second is procrastination. And the third is analysis paralysis. So let's start with perfectionism. Perfectionism is a tricky thing. There's a difference between wanting things to be perfect and having really high standards. And if you're a high achiever, you're probably super familiar with Brene Brown's work where she talks all about perfectionism. And so I'll pop a link to her in the show notes if you haven't heard of her so you can go check her out. But essentially with perfectionism, what's happening is that we're setting the bar so high that sometimes that need to live up to perfectionism causes us to stop and it's impossible to start. It might look like you needing to know all of the steps, having the absolute perfect plan before you can execute and do it. Let me give you an example of this. If you're a business owner, this might look like needing to know that the marketing activity that you're doing is going to generate the numbers you're looking for and try to nail the perfect strategy before taking action and testing. So practically, it might look like making sure that all of your marketing collateral looks perfect. You've got your branding done and everything is seamless and your technology is like the best technology out there rather than just taking action. So that can look like staying stuck too long in that planning and preparing phase. And if you do take action and your results are less than what you desired, then that perfect mindset is going to make you stuck and say, you didn't do it right the first time. Why would you bother trying again? Don't give it a go. And you're not going to pick yourself back up. There's a very famous Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck, who speaks about this. And she differentiates between growth and a fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset is really where this perfectionism can come in. Someone with a fixed mindset views traits such as intelligence, abilities, and talents as something that's stable, unchangeable over time. So if you were not intelligent growing up, you're not going to be intelligent when you're an adult. You know, there's no room or ability to change. Whereas someone with a growth mindset views these very same things of intelligence, your abilities, your talents as learnable and capable of improvement through effort and change. So in essence, if you're a perfectionist, you're going to have that growth mindset and you're going to say to yourself, it's not okay to make mistakes. I have to look perfect, be perfect, get it right. And if I don't, then I'm quote unquote wrong or I'm not going to get the results. And this can be really damaging because then we don't put ourselves out there. And I've seen this, even if you're a high achiever and you're used to perfection getting you somewhere, sometimes perfectionism is not the strategy you need to do something different. If you want to check out Carol Dweck's work, I'll pop a link to her in the show notes so you can go and check her out. So I gave that example about what it looks like if you're an entrepreneur. In corporate, if you are stuck on this perfectionism, it might look like you not putting yourself out there for a new role or a challenge because you feel like you're not good enough or you're not ready yet. I'll give you an example of this in my own life. I realized that the deeper thing that's been going on for me personally, particularly in the first half of 2022, which is where we are as you're listening to this recording, is I've noticed that my need for perfectionism in my work and knowing that I'm going to be available and I can devote wholeheartedly has meant that I haven't pressed go on a number of projects because secretly in the background, I've been worried about going back to homeschooling. Do I have that capacity? Can I really do it? And I think there's a, there's a little bit of residual trying to get used to what life looks like as we're navigating out of the pandemic or whatever this phase of life is at the moment. I can't say we're out of the pandemic quite yet. 
But this need to be perfect and to have the time to devote when there's so much unknown has stopped me from moving forward on projects that I want to press play on. And so again, it's that perfectionism that's at play. So as I'm speaking, just take a note, is that showing up for you? All right. The second way that high achievers unintentionally sabotage themselves in life and work is procrastination. And this is essentially a way of delaying a decision and avoiding doing the uncomfortable thing. This plays out when you've got your strategy, but you're not executing on your strategy. Going back to that corporate example, you may delay putting in an application for that promotion or that new role until the very last minute. Maybe you just missed that deadline. So what your mind's doing is saying, don't put the application in. If you get rejected, that's going to really hurt and that's going to be really embarrassing. Better not do it. So it's going to try every trick in the book to stop you from sitting your bottom down to your screen and getting your application in. If you're a business owner, this might look like you only pulling your marketing materials together in the final hour because it's deeply uncomfortable to just press go. So again, this has played out in my own life. I know that for myself, I'm putting myself forward for a project and it's daunting. And I notice myself doing this, just delaying, sitting down, doing what I need to do because there's a fear of rejection. So just know that as I'm speaking to these ways that you might be sabotaging yourself, it's uncomfortable. It's not fun to me. But once you identify the issue, then you actually know what it is that you need to change, right? It's like knowing which lever to pull to change the outcome. So specifically for procrastination, make sure you check out episode 30 as well, where I talk about the hidden costs of procrastinating on your next career move. Because with procrastination, we think that we've got all the time in the world and it's okay to delay. But actually, it has a degrading effect that we never really take into consideration. So that will be a great episode to check out if you're listening to me and you're like, oh my gosh, Shiv, I'm procrastinating. Help me out here. So episode 30. And again, I'll link to that in the show notes. All right. The final way that high achievers unintentionally sabotage themselves in life and work is analysis paralysis. This looks like just not making a decision because you're researching all of the different ways that you can do something. You're keeping all of your options open so that you've got wiggle room. (laughs) I'm so guilty of this because it buys you time so you don't have to decide. And to decide is uncomfortable. I think if you look at the Latin root cause of the word to decide, it actually means to cut off from. So you're going to have to say no to certain things. And you're also going to take the responsibility of being the one to say no to something. So there is a chance you'll get it wrong and that you'll have made a mistake. And that can be deeply uncomfortable. So for me, I know personally, I'm going to put my hand up here and say that I feel safest stuck in the planning and researching stage. Because when you're here, you don't have to commit to doing the thing. And it feels productive. It feels like you're doing something, but you're not moving forward. So you can tell if you're in analysis paralysis, if you're asking questions like, should I put my hand up for a promotion or put myself up for that new role? Or should I launch X or Y offer or product? And you're still deliberating what you quote unquote should do. And look, it's okay to have these questions, but if you've been dilly dallying on a decision or you're taking a long time to just make a decision, run with it, test it and go with it, then you know that you're using analysis paralysis as a safety mechanism to keep you from not taking action. So again, if you want to go deeper into this and you find that you're a bit of a person that likes to do analysis paralysis, check out episode 11 of the podcast where I talk about how to get clarity on big career decisions so that you don't stay stuck there. 
So those are the three, perfectionism, procrastination, and analysis paralysis. You might be asking, well, how do I know what's playing out for me? Well, as I've been talking, what's your sense? What do you feel best describes you? And full disclosure, it doesn't have to just be one of these. It could be all three. As I said, I'm guilty of all of these three things. So allow yourself to just identify, well, which one is at play for me and perhaps which one is most at play for you. Because when you've got that clarity, like I said before, then you can begin to know what to do with it. So perfectionism. Are you not allowing yourself to make a mistake? Are you putting incredible pressure on yourself to have everything mapped out and executed perfectly before you can even take that first single step? Procrastination. Do you know what you need to do, but you're just not doing it? Are you avoiding something? And lastly, for analysis paralysis, are you still asking or deliberating on a decision and it's been more than a month already? Granted, some choices take more time, but you will know deep in your gut if you're ruminating and procrastinating or if you're genuinely needing some more information to move forward. I'm curious. I would love to know which one is playing out for you. And I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at I am Siobhan Barnes and let me know which one is playing out for you. Which leads me to the final piece. Once you know what it is for you, what do you do about it? Well, a couple of things. Firstly, kudos to you for identifying what's going on and for having the courage and vulnerability to say, yes, this is me. As I said, it's deeply uncomfortable and I hear you. So two things. Number one, if you want personal support on this to get unstuck and to stop the perfectionism, the procrastination and analysis paralysis, I've got a number of spots open for a getting unstuck call with me. These are completely free. I'm only offering a number of these places. I don't know how long I'm going to offer this for. It's just something that I feel really called to do at the moment. But these calls will allow you to get clear to what's really keeping you stuck. Is it more of a strategy problem or is there an energetic mindset piece going on? And we'll unlock what's the path for you to get unstuck so that you can find a newfound sense of freedom and clarity that you're on your path and you're doing the right thing for you. So if that speaks to you, there are a number of spaces available that are offered on a first come, first serve basis, and you can check that out over at the show notes. So that's at SiobhanBarnes.com forward slash 35, the number 35. As I said, they're totally free, no strings attached, and you can book one in over there. If you'd like to ponder this some more yourself, that's also perfectly okay. I've got two questions for you to ponder. Number one, what's the benefit in you staying stuck? whether that's perfectionism, procrastination, or analysis paralysis. The truth is there is a safety mechanism at play here. Maybe you're staying stuck in one of these three ways because you don't have to put yourself out there. Maybe you get to stay safe in planning mode and you don't have to face potential rejection. What is the benefit in staying stuck? So get really clear on that. The second question I want you to ask yourself is what is it costing you to stay stuck? So oftentimes we think that not making a decision is the status quo, like it's the baseline, but actually not making a decision, staying stuck, staying perfect, staying in procrastination and analysis paralysis, it erodes our confidence. It erodes our self-esteem, our self-worth and self-trust because we're not showing up for ourselves and that doesn't feel good. And you're going to doubt whether you can do something because you know in the past you haven't shown up for yourself and you haven't backed yourself. And so this is really an invisible cost that we never really consider. 
and it can really look like tolerating good enough. So just getting clear on what is it costing you to stay stuck? And there you have in black and white right in front of you, the benefits and the cost. And it's up to you to decide what are you going to do about it? Is it something that's not a big deal and you don't have to worry about, in which case awesome? Or is it something that you really want to change? And if it is something that you want to change, then please do book in for one of those getting unstuck calls because I would love to support you. And that's why I do what I do. When I have these conversations with potential clients and with my clients, it honestly breaks my heart to see really talented people who have a gift to share, have a gorgeous heart and a desire to create something different in the world and just don't have the energy and the oomph to go out there and do it. And so that's why I'm offering these calls and I would personally love to support you. So if that's you, please come on over, book a call over at the show notes, siobhanbarnes.com forward slash 35. And so until next time, please remember you are here for a reason beyond merely hustling, grinding, and merely surviving. You matter. Thank you so much for listening in to Your Soul Aligned Career, the podcast. You can download more episodes and subscribe over on iTunes. And if you've loved listening in, please come on over and leave a review. For further show notes, guest information, and to receive your free guide to the top five ways high achievers unintentionally keep themselves stuck in life and business, go to SiobhanBarnes.com. Thank you.